know what I could really use right now? What's that? A big old cup of Brandicino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does that look like? Um, it's you, and yeah. it's your thoughts. Yes. I don't know. I think it's funny to call you Brandicino. It's a good nickname. It's a clever. It's original. I don't know. You just feel like you're usually pretty high energy. Sometimes. Like a cappuccino. Get you so, perked up. Brandicino. Bada bing, bada boom. That's the reputation everyone wants. Sure. Well, it's yours. <laughs> it's going to catch on. All right. So, Brandon, let's welcome back our dear, dear listeners for a very special episode. It's part two of talking about drag. Brandon. Yes. You excited? I am. I'm full of excitement. Okay. This is all about you, baby. I did all the work beforehand. <laughs> I am. Uh, well. I don't know. My part was a lot of work, too. It was? Yeah. Oh, really? And just sit there. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you say so. Why don't you uh, tell us what happened? Olivia has been asking me to put me in drag for a little while now. Yep. And today she felt like it was the day. Your skin looked good. My skin looked good. You were all ready before, before you saw my skin, but yeah. I was like, I've been trying to do it because we talked about it. And in my mind, when we originally talked about it, we were going to do it the next week. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen because I was like, oh my God, things actually cost money. You wanted it to be like really good. like y- Yeah. Well, yeah. I wanted you to have a more natural look. Mm-hmm. Like I was imagining I would make you look more like biological woman. But you're like, I want to be a mermaid. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So now, not only do I have to turn Brandon from like a male face to a female face, which is pretty hard enough, I, I have to make you into a mermaid? But... I try to curveball. I try to remember though that like you're not me, right? Mm-hmm. So me trying to decide what you would look like in drag, like what would be your drag persona or whatever and telling you what I want you to do is not how the experience should go. You are very respectful in that regard. Yeah. And I really try to be and I try to be conscientious of you. And making sure like you're okay with what we're doing. I try to walk you through what I was doing. <laughs> and so you kind of understood what was going on. And we talked about it a lot beforehand mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Right? Good amount of preparation. We came up with a name for you. Right? Fantasy. 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 And the fun part about that is it's spelled like Fanta the drink and then sea like the ocean (laughs) and you're a mermaid i thought it was pretty clever i love it they usually have like punny names and i think it's really cool because you drink like a lot of soda and so it just made sense to me that you would be like oh my drag name is fanta see (laughs) i can see all the glitter on your face you still have like blue <laughs> in your is. hairline <laughs> and purple. Mine's much worse, I'm sure. <sighs> Not that bad. 
Brandon. Yes. We posted a bunch on our respective social medias. Yes. What was your takeaway, My first take of all? Away. Or should we back up and just like yeah. talk about the experience? Yeah. Like, okay, let's talk about. I like the process. Picking out your wig. That was a while back, but when I picked my wig, it kind of made the whole ensemble and <laughs> the ensemble of a scarf and a, <laughs> and, a, yeah. a and a wig. And uh, I, it, it, it went along with the mermaid theme. It was a mermaid yeah. wig. So you had the vision of, I'm going to be a mermaid mm-hmm. ahead of time. Yes. Okay. So you had the concept and then we got the wig. And we waited a while. You had nails. You didn't actually wear them. I put them on because everything goes to use with me. (laughs) They're great. They're fun. They feel a little weird, but I'm not used to, like, press-on nails. Mm -hmm. So I feel like they could come off real fast? Yeah, they could. Yeah. They're, like, pointed. They're, like, cat claws, but, like... But um... they won't hurt if they do. Here. Let me see your arm. Yeah, that didn't feel like anything. Maybe you're not pressing hard enough. Yeah, it felt nothing. Well, there we go. But I'm wearing the nails. And then next we had to figure out the makeup. Now, I watch a lot of drag queen, like, getting ready videos. Like, I love those. Those are really relaxing to me for some reason. And I was trying to figure out, like, your outfit and things like that. Like, trying to figure out what looks was and it just really came down to having the money to buy makeup for you because I was really worried about making sure that like you didn't pass germs to me and that like everything was clean and I also don't usually have like blues Mm -hmm. or purples Mm -hmm. or greens yeah and so I felt like we had to get like a new palette for you and maybe that's just me wanting more makeup for sure. Like, I, I acknowledge that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it really came down to the expenses of it and trying to do it right and respectfully. I wasn't trying to make a joke out of it. I felt like I did a bad job. Um, I know I didn't. Because mm. I know it looked, like, nice. Yeah. It was like a drag queen nice. But it wasn't like... Like, I felt like there was a lot that went on. Yeah. During the getting you ready part. Mm-hmm. And I just... I wish I had more skill. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I might have gone in a little arrogant about it. Like, oh, I've watched so many of these. I'll have it in the bag. Just covering up, covering up my eyebrows alone is yeah. They kept coming undone. Challenge. They kept coming undone like every single time. The only way I figured out to like really work through it was after like the sixteenth layer of cover up glue, like glue cover up powder, glue cover up powder, glue, and then foundation on top, and then it would just like keep sticking out, and you have really thick eyebrows, and so I just put glitter over that shit, Mm -hmm. and it worked. Yeah, and you still got glitter up there. You could have shaved your eyebrows, man. <laughs> I told you it'd be a lot easier. Like, those are your choices. <laughs> but, uh, 
I'm sorry. That wasn't very empathetic of me. I'm sorry you have glitter stuck in your eyebrows. I'm not complaining. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it was a lot of that, though. It was a lot of things that didn't go right, and I had to make decisions artistically mm-hmm. and trying to... Like, still ask you, like, okay, do you want this color? Do you want that color? Is this okay with you? Right? Like, I wasn't, like, trying to just dominate the whole thing. Yeah. And so it was a little difficult. I feel like it would have been easier for me to just be like, no, I'm just going to do the normal look that I do every day, and I'm going to put it on your face, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make it a little draggy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that means, like, you know, gluing down your eyebrows, putting the the cat eye a little bit farther than I do, and doing that. Like I think that would have been a lot easier for me because that's something I'm comfortable with. Whereas mermaid look, like I had to use a lot of the special FX makeup tips that I learned, mm-hmm. and one of those is using stockings. Yeah. And so we used that, and then you wanted it symmetrical, and I'm like this was for the gills not gills it was just scales oh for the scales I didn't draw gills honey I I meant scales I'm not doing gills (laughs) I don't have the the time I don't have the energy we don't have a store nearby to buy you the gills (laughs) brandicino but so I I did that and then like I I used the stockings, and on one side, it looked perfect. It looked how it was supposed to look. It really did. And then on the other side, it did not look the same at all. And so I had to improvise again. And I kept improvising and adjusting and trying to be more flexible with my art, essentially. I looked at them in the mirror. They they were really like a nice uh, drawing. Thank you. Yeah. I've drawn a lot of mermaids. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that I've drawn a mermaid that was life-size. Like, I traced someone's body (laughs) on a piece of, like, butcher paper. Whoa, that's commitment. And then I drew all of the scales by hand. And, like, I tried to get someone to help me, but they drew the scales, like, all wrong. They were just trying to do wave to wave to wave. But Mm -hmm. real scales... They have like layering, mm-hmm. and so you have to be very specific about where you put it. Yes, and so not to mention, I would think that most scales aren't like perfect. A lot of people try to make like perfect looking scales, and I don't think that's realistic. I don't think anybody's perfect. Obviously, I'm not perfect. I try to be, but I'm not. And so, like, you want different sizes. And then there's shading and then highlighting. And so there's a lot of like sculpting with the color choices I was making. And I tried to do like a darker tone at the bottom. And I went through like the rainbow, right? Like I did blue, green, and then, wait, no, it was like green, blue, and then violet. So it's like Roy G. Biv. Yeah. So I did a lot of like decisions. There were a lot of decisions, and it felt very overwhelming. Um, that was a lot for me. I talked too much, Brandon. Yeah. yeah. What I want to know what your opinions my are. My experience was that it was enjoyable. 
It was kind of relaxing. We put on some relaxing music. I let you pick the music for... <laughs> put we on, we put... put some... What albums did you pick again? Passenger mm-hmm. and Coldplay. Yeah, I put on Essentials. And even though I really don't really like Passenger or Coldplay, <laughs> like at all. Yeah, you didn't mention that. No, I didn't because this is your experience. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. And so I tried to make this as fun for you as possible so it didn't feel like I was steamrolling you. And like getting it applied to me like felt like pampering even though it wasn't like pampering. No, it was. Yeah, it was like a form of pampering. Yeah, it is. I was... So I was like, oh, this is like enjoyable. This isn't like torture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm soft. I wasn't like beating you in the face. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't like taking a baseball bat with makeup on the side and being like, here, come so the actual process, I was like, this is nice. I mean, I can see why girls would like to do this. Yeah. Well, you've worn makeup before. You've worn cover-up. A little, little bit. Like, I put it on in, like, five seconds, but I didn't, like, take an hour to apply it, like, today. Like, this was more special effects makeup, I feel like, mm-hmm. than anything. The only thing that I think really made it more drag, I would say, is the anime-ass eyebrows I drew. Mm-hmm. And then redrew, and then redrew again. And then I just ended up filling them with one color, and I was like, you know, that actually doesn't look that bad. Mm-hmm. And then the overdrawn lips. I think everything else is straight up mermaid. Yeah. And the contouring, maybe, but yeah. And it looked like the exaggerated, like, drag queen, like. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not fishy. Not fishy. So I can't be a mermaid. Fish means like passable for a woman. Mm-hmm. Where like they're a very pretty boy and then they put on makeup and they're like, oh, that's a woman. Like it's very passable and that's something that like a lot of people try to achieve. Yeah. Right? And it can be really hard for people, especially if you're transgender. And keep in mind, I don't know a lot about what I'm talking about. I only know a little bit. And if you are transgender and you want to know more about it there are certainly resources don't use me for all your information <laughs> we love and support try you. other sources try other sources this is not the place to do it <laughs> but it is so difficult from what i understand to be trapped in the wrong gender and to look like that gender and then try to be feminine mm-hmm. and pass when you have a masculine face or like you're six feet tall right or these things that like if you're and i hate to use this because i feel like as i've discussed earlier that being male and being female i feel like there's a lot of overlap and you can't really pigeonhole they all come in one gender sizes and shapes but for this purpose of the discussion, we're just going to use like the stereotypical definitions, right? Mm-hmm. So for heteronormative men who are like six foot, giant like football players, to have that person turn out to be transgender and then to try to pass as like a woman can be very difficult for them. Yeah, or a feminine woman specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And so... There is just so much violence against them. And I felt like, like you said that you're going to go with a car or like go outside. 
And I told you, like, I don't think that's a good idea. And I said that specifically because I saw other people there. And you don't know this, but there's a lot of transgender people. They're more likely to be victims of violence. I don't know that. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, I know that. But, like, you were just really like, oh, I'm just going to go outside. And I'm well, like, I'm, I'm a giant. I can hold my own against anyone. I don't know. I just care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want you going out by yourself. Like, at one point, like, when you took off the wig and it was, like, you know, just look. Mm-hmm. A strong look was a look. I, I felt more comfortable because I was, like, uh, I, just, I just don't want to get you hurt. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I, I really... I don't know. Like, I, I go through that with people, especially, like, like, I'm not trying to be sexist. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I see, like, someone who's, like, my age, who's, like, a woman at night or those kind of things, like, I always feel, like, really compelled to, like, make sure that they're okay. Mm-hmm. And I have that thing, especially with my friends, where I'm, like, hey, be careful. Text me when you get home that kind of deal yeah and so i have to worry about trying not to be too much of a momager mm-hmm. or momster momster <laughs> Mom- Mom- momager was was a great word i don't yeah i guess because i'm trying to manage them yeah like i don't like being managed i don't deal well with being managed at all yeah but being like thought about and cared for is yeah different. i guess i'm still I still need to get pepper spray, man. Mm-hmm. I haven't got my pepper spray yet. I sprayed myself in the face with pepper spray once, mm-hmm. and uh, because of it, I don't carry it around. But I've had some creepy guys hit on me lately, and so I kind of want to have it. Yeah, which is a deal, I suppose. Yeah, it's good to have. So, what are your thoughts on gender? expression gender expression and danger i think it's a shame that a somebody who wants to live their life as a woman would be the victim of violence well yeah i mean That's, any victim of violence brandon would yeah be, but i mean like that they would especially, be especially that they would be singled out or that i mean you know like with um having a transgender friend or a trans whatever gender queer <laughs> having a gender queer friend at some point it was like you could see like people's reaction they would they would talk behind the, this person's back and be like oh like um i can't believe he he dresses that way like and you're like I don't shut know. the fuck yeah, up yeah yeah like i I'm, I'm like i'm like this is my friend like why would you tell me that behind his back and yeah they expect you to jump on board with their no beliefs. fuck you <laughs> like Stay in your own fucking lane. <laughs> it's not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm sorry. Not everyone conforms to your beliefs and ideals. I thought we lived in America. <sighs> yeah. I kind of get really pissed off Yeah, about so that we're on stuff. the same page on that one. That Like, it's... even if you disagree with it, there's a way to do it that's not harmful. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to have intelligent conversations about it. And I think when you approach things from a learning perspective, you tend to get a lot more out of situations than if you don't. Like if you want to come up to somebody who is genderqueer or their friends 
and say, I can't believe that you are dressed like that, right? And you come out as a way of trying to tell them what to do. I think that's really arrogant. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you come in to be like, why are you dressed like that? Like if you're coming from a place where maybe you genuinely don't know, you genuinely yeah. don't understand. And then imagine how it is for them. They they just get looks all day and they get, you know, people ignoring them. and It's not just looks though. Yeah. They get people making bitchy comments mm -hmm. and pretending like they don't notice. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult. And as people who are in a place of privilege, like you and I, we are white. Mm -hmm. We are middle class. Yeah. We are in a place that is more fortunate than others, for sure. It's so important to really just try and put yourself in their shoes. And so I really hope that going through that experience it was more than just ah i'm trying to be like we're doing a drag queen look on my face mm -hmm. i'm putting makeup on my face i hope there's some kind of connection that goes beyond that it's it's a celebration of freedom yeah it should be yeah it felt it felt i could feel it a little bit really well i mean like it's a that sounds nice it's talk about that it's change like when you when you change your your whole look like they are a, a drag queen is going from alias or going from identity to alias mm -hmm. so that when you go into that it, that's different than living your life as a woman but mm -hmm. very different yes, it's very different but like but um living in an alias um is like hey i can do whatever i want i can be a completely different person yeah that's really i I think one of the biggest misses that I have from technology and the way that everything is now, I mean, technology is fantastic, but it's really unlikely that you could go to a different town and start over. You're, mm -hmm. It's pretty impossible unless you do something where you dress in a certain way or do something very different. They talk about it on police shows a lot about how most people can disappear for two to three months, but they always find them. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot to do with technology. That, I don't know if that's related. <laughs> but I've thought about it a lot. Thought about skipping town. Yeah, but at least for a night or, you know, or every night if you're a drag queen, um, you can pretend to be someone else and just live it up. I would think, though, putting on that kind of, well, I guess I can explain it in my own experiences as, as dressing like a Khajiit for the medieval fighting mm -hmm. that I did a few years back. It was very freeing because I wasn't Olivia. Because Olivia has chores. Olivia has things she has to do. Olivia has to be responsible. And Olivia has a lot of pressures going on. And when I was Morocco, Lucy Cujo, I wasn't myself. And I was able to express those joyous parts of myself that I don't really get to because I'm tied down by my identity. Mm-hmm. And I, I, feel that. 
I feel that to such an extent sometimes because there's this need I have to not be myself, mm-hmm. to stop being me. And that sounds so depressed, but it's more of, I guess, escapism mm-hmm. in a glorious way. It's a glorious escapism, just playing being able to be free and to be creative, to be artistic. I have really like normal hair and I really want to have wild, colorful hair, but I find myself being so conservative with a lot of my style choices specifically because I want to conform. Yeah. And that's the conscious decision I have. I used to never wear jeans. Up until middle school, I didn't wear jeans ever. Mm-hmm. I only wore skirts because I wanted to be ladylike. Do you know what's fucked up is like, uh, like even posting that like I dressed like a woman today. I'm like worried about how people are gonna take that. Yeah. Like, that if their view of me is going to change. Well, I think it's one of those things that uh, Dylan calls a friend filter. Mm-hmm. Right. It's cool. And he talks about jokes that are really offensive and he calls them friend filters where like you say a really offensive joke and if they laugh, you're friends. And mm-hmm. if they don't laugh, then that's not someone you want to be around because they don't yeah. understand you. Yeah. And so if someone doesn't understand you in that way and they don't have a desire to learn yeah, or to understand, which is important because people can disagree with you. They can maybe not like what you did. That's their choice, and that's fine as long as they approach it with tolerance. Yeah. Good point. You're welcome. <laughs> I have those. <laughs> so, Brandon. Yeah. What do you feel like is your biggest takeaway? Hmm. Why don't you think about it? And we'll be back right after this commercial break. Alrighty. And we're back with Fantasy. Hi. Hey, Fantasy. <laughs> How you doing? I'm a pretty little mermaid. Yes, you are. You're so small and pretty. You're so beautiful. I love your scales. Tell me, fantasy, what was your biggest takeaway from today's experience? Well, as Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to see how long you last. You can't do that high voice. I thought it was so funny when you drop it, though. (laughs) Because you're like all pretty and feminine. And you're like, hey, I'm Brandon. What's As, up? I wanted to say that the the persona needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But um, the the takeaway is is what 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 women and people who wear makeup how much how much effort they put into that. Well, that's unrealistic. First of all, because I don't take fucking five hours. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was done after fifteen minutes. Oh. Well, there are some people who are done after 15 minutes, but they don't go for like a full look. Mm-hmm. Like you had lashes. Yeah. And yours was more artistic. Like you said, like the mermaid thing. That 
And I added a lot of time. We should have timed it. It was like five hours or something. They did time it. Yeah? How long was it? It went from like one to six. No way. That's like when I looked at the clock, it was like 106. And then when I posted the last snap, it was 5.56. Crazy. Not crazy. Um, we're dedicated to our craft on this podcast, which is an thing. audio medium, which is why we did something visual. Yeah. Because we think outside the box, Brandon. That's what they come here for on our podcast. Like, do you understand the level of chat we have to have with, within ourselves to do this? It's a bold move. It's a bold move. We're bold people. I've been trying to pep talk myself more often. Trying not to be so negative. Oh, another talking point is like, uh, I'm open to doing it again, you know? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Really? Yeah. Are you and, sure about getting, that? Getting it better. Getting Let me it not, better. like, drop my voice, like, down to a man. <laughs> would you do it again? Like, really, would you? Would you? Oh, so, not tomorrow. Yeah, not tomorrow. Not tonight. No, next season. Not tonight, darling. But, uh... <laughs> Probably because it gave me a lot of joy. And usually when I see drag queens, it makes me cry. Mm -hmm. Like every fucking time. And it is so embarrassing for me because I'm like, oh my God, how awful is it that you go outside and you put in a lot of work to look feminine and beautiful. And then here's this weird person who happens to be blonde and beautiful. And they say, hi, I love your outfit. You look so amazing. You're beautiful. I appreciate you. And then she just starts sobbing. Mm -hmm. Sobbing. And that's what happens. I sob. But when you did it, I could not stop laughing because <laughs> everything you did was hilarious. Yeah. Like, even just sitting. <laughs> so funny. Like your facial, you have resting bitch face. I do. And I wasn't aware of it until you put on makeup because you just look so pissed. You looked like a Russian hooker that was like pining for a cigarette. And I'm like, Brandon, it was so funny. And you would just do things like very subtle things and I'd lose my fucking mind. I was rolling on the floor in laughter consistently during this process can't you attest to that yeah yeah it was it was great getting laughs for doing nothing it was i love it it was just so funny just like the eyebrows are raised so high first yeah. of all like you you're not taking that into account so you look surprised <laughs> yeah, and then with the lip i gave you so overdrawn it was really dramatic yeah because i tried to do you like a normal lips. lip and it looked like a clown. Yeah. Like a clown. But I fixed it. Yeah. I fixed it. And I just made it look really dramatic and pointed like two towers of like a wicked witch house. Like mm -hmm. that was like your Cupid's bow and I put glitter in the middle and I put glitter everywhere. Yeah. And then I'm looking at you and you just look pissed. <laughs> like you just, you're not doing anything and you're just looking at me like, I'm fucking tired. I'm done with this. You looked so done, 
like almost instantly. Yeah. Like once I started putting makeup on you, it was, I was like relaxing. I don't believe you're relaxing. <laughs> but maybe that's your face. I just didn't notice before I put like a dramatic lip on it and just had to stare into your eyes for like hours just putting on makeup and just like why won't these eyebrows stay down and i kept getting more and more frustrated with your eyebrows Mm -hmm. legitimately because they would not stay down but anyways to answer your question about would i do this again (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure i would but maybe i think it might be more fun to try someone who's actually done it before Yeah, yeah and see what that's like yeah We'll have you keep the wig and then uh-huh. everything else we can figure it out from there. And then maybe I can do it. Get like a makeup artist. Yeah. Yeah. We're like an actual drag queen. Special effects. We're an actual drag queen. That too. That so too. I can have a drag queen best friend. Yeah. Like no pressure, but just all the pressures. <laughs> <laughs> like, or maybe like, I don't know. Like I've done drag before. Not like female impersonator drag. Mm-hmm. Like I've dressed as a boy. Okay. Um, and just like my dad, mm-hmm. and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I found glasses that looked like his from like his old wedding photos, and I wore his um Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. In yep. his pants. Yep. And I tucked my shirt into his pants. And I put on one of his like caps, like he has like a cap, and I tucked all my hair in it, right? So it was like up like so. And then he had a mustache, and so I didn't have hair to lay down, you know, like how they do professionally, where Mm -hmm. they do it, like, you know, I don't know if they use strips or one hair at a time. I went the easier route, and I took an eyeliner. And I drew like one of those Frenchy mustaches with the curls at the end. <laughs> I did that. And I thought it was so funny. Yeah. I could not stop laughing. So I was like, hello, I'm Tom Van Scott. <laughs> like, right. I thought it was so funny. It was like, I'm not a boy. And I look yeah. like a boy. <laughs> get, to do an, get to do an impression of dad. Yeah, and I showed it to him, and he's like, that's weird. Like, <laughs> they really funny. Like, it's just, I don't know. And then if I was, like, okay, so, as I've discussed before, there's not just drag queens, but there's also drag kings. Yeah. And I already have a vision, because although I really do love being a woman, like, I love it so much. It's, like, the best thing. I get to wear makeup every day. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I'm a biological woman! But I already have a vision for what I would look like as a dude. We've discussed this. I don't know if we've discussed it on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, I want to look like Jesus. Okay. With my long hair. <laughs> and I want a beard. But I want to look like if Jesus went to like a roller rink in the 70s mm-hmm. right and was like super flamboyant okay like I want knee highs 
I want roller skates. Mm-hmm. Like it's really important. Short shorts. The shortest short shorts. <laughs> and I want like just bright, very like hello, I'm Jesus. Like <laughs> Yeah. Because I grew up very Christian and I don't know about y'all, but like I love a long haired dude now. And I think it's like an imprint left from childhood of just appreciating long hair. Yeah. In a boy. And so I would like to do that. Also, I don't want to cut my fucking hair. So, <laughs> and like putting my hair in a wig. Oh my gosh. No, I have so much hair. You do. I'm looking at it right now. So much. Yeah. Where does it go? It goes past my waist. Yeah. And like the ends of my hair reach my hips. That's probably longer than Jesus, I would say. Anything is possible for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> do the drag queens have uh, festivals? Drag kings. Drag kings? Yeah. Or drag queens? Drag kings. I don't know a lot about them. There's not a lot because there's more coverage on drag queens and they recently, like within the past year or so, became more mainstream. Like the idea of drag queens became more mainstream. And so... It seems like you have to like fit them in, but but yeah, there's probably less of them. I don't know. Like I, I honestly don't know. I want to know. I approach all things with uh, attitude of learning. And if we've said anything wrong or offensive, are you are you down to be corrected? Yeah, of course. I would love to be corrected. That's how we learn. I'd really like it. <laughs> My dad was laughing at me the other day because I literally was uh, talking about. Like, he said something. He's like, oh. With some snide comment about me not being smart enough, right? Or not knowing everything. And I was like, yeah, I don't know a lot. And I'm excited to learn. Because there's so much for me to go out and discover. And it is really just invigorating. Yeah. Like, have you really taken account of the way Google has impacted all of our lives? And the ability for you to have a question and learn about a new thing in a fraction of a second. Have you taken that into account today? Not today. What about tomorrow? Mm, you should try that. Well, now I'm thinking about it, but generally I, 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 I think about it. I think about how progress has been made. There's... And I mean, it's been in my lifetime. Like when I was 12, it wasn't there. And by the time I was 15, it was there. So. Speaking of progress and going back to our subject matter, there's been a lot of progress for drag queens and drag kings and things like that. There's even like an eight-year-old drag queen now. Oh, wow. That's so cute. Yeah. His name is Desmond Desamazing. Desmond Desamazing. Desmond is amazing. That's his name. Okay. So. And is that his choice to be a a drag queen? I I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's hard to hard to know on that one. Especially with kids. Yeah. But uh he's like on runways and stuff like I saw. It's no different. Like even if his parents were putting him into it, like it's no different than having somebody It's just play. Yeah, having somebody Yeah. Like I don't think you need to read into it. I think a lot of things can really be play. I think uh 
where this is concerned though it is really important to use this topic to talk about lgbtq rights and a lot of the struggles that we had and i think we did that earlier where we mm. talked about mm -hmm, mm -hmm. trans people and yeah and we wanted to talk about how you don't judge a book by its cover and yeah don't make assumptions you've had genderqueer friends before yeah at least one at least one. Oh, and my cousin <laughs> quick my, my cousin's a, a don't say which one a drag king <laughs> and you didn't tell me she lives in canada and you didn't tell me canada's not that far away well i don't know that she's a drag king or she's actually like somebody who wants to identify as male Oh, that's different. Yeah, but she does dress like a man and play music, like at a show. Well, that's a drag king. Yeah, yeah. It's like he dressed up like You a know, cowboy. Skype exists. He dressed up like a cowboy for a show at some point. Hi, Ainsley. I've um, been wronged by you. <laughs> but I. You've wronged me. I didn't know you were so into drag kings. I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible affirmation, but Brandon. Brandon. Pretty please. Pretty, pretty please. Correct this wrong that has happened in our friendship. Yeah. Because, yes, I want to talk to someone who does that. Yeah. For, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's I just ambiguous. Wanna, I want to talk. Yeah, she's interesting. He is interesting. I don't know what to call him. <laughs> That's like a big thing with me. I don't know what to call That's people. That's a big they, thing with with him too. With um them too. He likes. Uh, they like to be called them. I don't get that on a yeah. grammatical level. It's but. a. It's a. <laughs> it's a, her. Uh, their pronoun. Like my mind is exploding right now. Like I. Like, I don't know. Cause it feels like you're close to magic and like you've had the secret of magic and you've kept it from me and like I've told you how much I'm really into Harry Potter and all this other stuff and you're like oh yeah by the way I have like this really rare spell book that you know like a lot of people talk about but nobody ever gets to read it because it's just so rare and you know it's it's in Canada like in my library in Canada but you know <laughs> There's no trains. There's no planes. There's no Skype or internet. No. Olivia, I'm keeping this magical secret. It's a family be... secret. Yeah. I need to be better at being open about things. But you were going to ask about my... <laughs> you were going to ask about my, my... What do you call them? Experiences. Trains? My experiences with them. Okay, I... I I went into it about how people would talk behind their back, mm -hmm. um, which I was I was like, that's so fucked up. And why, it are you, is. why are you telling me? And the other part is like, they're just, they, they were friends with like all the girls. All the girls want to be friends with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some girls freak out when they see them. I did. <laughs> like, okay, you finish your story and then I'll say my story. Because um, I have a story. That they can you know, relate to women on that level. And, um, and 
and they're very into fashion and very into and there's nothing wrong with it well what's your experience my experience like you just you said like a bunch of surface level stuff man right right you I can't can, think of any specific scenarios. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a trans woman who's older. Her, she's a really good friend of mine. We're still trying to make plans. And she and I have, like, a really good relationship with each other, and we talk about a lot of different things. I met her in my – okay, so, like, I took a class on sex at Orange Coast College and I forgot the official name of it, but it's a class on sex. Mm-hmm. And she came in and talked about her experiences and I felt like really moved by it and I usually do. And I had gotten my crying all out before because there were two speakers and she was the second speaker, so it's like human. You know, like not like <laughs> you're mm-hmm. so beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for waiting on you, Sam. Like, you know, so like the crying was in Dixon Shaw. And we ended up having like a really good connection. And we bonded over yoga. We bond over her dogs. And there's like so many different things to really talk about with that person. And another one who's closer to my age, I met through you. In my experience, we were talking about their, uh, military background right and their whole background and then I was like he said something about like I had like a lot of problems and I was like oh that's fine problems don't scare me because they don't you know and I'm like what do I care problems can be worked through if you want to talk about it communicate whatever here for it so here for it and then I got a pair of heels and a wig and it was like this expectation that I would be scared away mm-hmm. and that it was like a way to push me out. That's what I felt like mm-hmm. because we had a conversation about their military experience and I was at the time focusing my yoga classes towards veterans. And so I was coming off of like, oh, I can help you out with this. We can work on your anxiety, things like that of that nature and it was this whole thing like you can't help me nobody can nobody will accept me I have too much to deal with by myself right Mm -hmm. and then it came out with the heels and the wig and instead of running away I screamed and I chased them like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like oh my god you did that like what is and I was like actually I'm and I was like are you you know squeaking like a toy like a dog toy and then uh they were like no i'm actually they like, genderqueer and i'm like that's still really cool like <laughs> i'll take it tell me about it like because there's this part of me that it just really identifies with people who are lgbtq because i am the b in lgbtq bisexual and so I haven't really had that experience. Like with GSAs, for me, it hasn't always been very positive. And so finding that connection between other queer folk has been really difficult for me, especially when it's not facilitated in a group setting. And so meeting someone like that, and, you know, I've had to feel this connection to queer people from afar, I feel like. 
because there's always just been some kind of drama I don't want to get into in like GSA or like they they do something that I don't really agree with like the day of silence I agree with the purpose of the day of silence but I don't agree with putting tape over my mouth and being quiet about it Mm. and like going around and hoping people will notice that's what they went through that's why they killed themselves because they were gay and they couldn't talk about it and so instead of that what I would do is I would ask my teacher if it was okay that I talked about the day of silence Mm -hmm. and I talked about what people were doing and why they were doing it and the importance of outreach and there was a time when I spoke in front of a class and there was a bunch of footballers right like football players and I know that they called one of my friends the F word. They called mm. him the F-A-G. Yeah. Right? A British cigarette. <laughs> and I said, look, you're leaders in the school. Because they were. It's a school base. It was really huge at my high school was athletics. So they're leaders in this community. And even if you have to go against what other people are doing, it is simply unacceptable for you to pick on someone like that. It's unacceptable to pick on people, period. But to do that, use an expletive in a way where they don't know you like that. It's not funny. It's not okay. You're using it to put them down and not having a discussion with them. It's unacceptable. And I got approached by two of these people who I call my friend, and they were like, yeah, I feel really bad about that. I was like, well, do something. Mm. Yeah, you're hitting home right now. And so with this kind of thing, and then there was just drama after drama that I don't really want to do or like there's scheduling conflicts. I didn't really have that connection to other people like me. Mm-hmm. And so by starting conversations with that older trans woman, who I love and adore, but I don't want to say her name because she didn't say I could. So you have to be mindful of people. Sure. Thanks. But because of that, I started having a connection, and I got to go to my first gay event and had a really great time. Like a parade or something else? No, it was literally just a fundraiser for a shelter, cool. for like a like a center for people who are gay and their families to come in and get therapy. And I thought that was so rad. Cost me like 15 bucks. We had like a party on the roof and it was just really fun. I was overdressed as always. (laughs) But so we did that and I've been able to really connect with that part of myself that I don't really get to acknowledge that's beautiful there's this stigma that comes with being bisexual that people really don't understand and I know people at personally have asked me like not to talk about it that I'm really close to because they're like why do you have to talk about it you have a boyfriend Mm -hmm. why does it matter Mm -hmm. because it fucking matters Mm -hmm. and because a lot of the times when you're queer and you have, I guess, differences and you're not normal, quote unquote, you're the only experience people get to have in their lives. Mm-hmm. And maybe that sets like an unfair amount of pressure 
to be like a good person for myself at least because you know you don't want to be the reason why someone dislikes people because of that I don't know it's just there's a lot to consider and it really is important to talk about it and I'm really grateful to you for letting me do this sort of experiment to see maybe what your internal feelings were what your thoughts were how it made you feel about gender and to have a way to talk about something that is not just important to me but is just important yeah and the good news is that the gender uh is stretching yeah the the concept of what is gender is stretching in modern society in my therapist's office during therapy that was the most awkward way to say during therapy (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like just like trying to elevate it because we've been so serious right just in my therapist god i'm so pretentious (laughs) (laughs) but i talked about like how i was like i don't get it i don't understand people who are trans And a lot of what I, like the dialogue I started with that older trans woman and people who I know who are genderqueer is because I was like, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you you learn since then? I I did. By by asking around? I did ask around. And my therapist told me that biological sex is different than the gender sometimes people have in their minds. And as a therapist, because at the time, especially, I was really trying hard to be a psychologist. I still am, but, you know. She said that we need to respect what's in people's minds because it's true and it's valid. Yeah, that's their reality. Yeah. And that's their truth. It's their truth. Yeah. So that being said, Brandon... I have a question for our listeners. Let's do it. What's your truth? We want to know. We want to know. Their truth is real and valid, and so is yours. And in addition to that, I would like to raise a challenge. Will they accept the gauntlet that I'm throwing down, Brandon? I don't know. I don't know either. But I want to see it happen. Like, mostly because, like, maybe there's, like, a lesson we learn, but also because, like, it'd be really fun. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the challenge. If you are a man, put on makeup like a woman. Have a woman put on makeup. Put makeup on you. It's not a big deal. You can wash it off. Right, Brandon? Mm -hmm. You can wash it off. Have a woman put makeup on you. Or put it on yourself. Do you have the balls? Do you have the balls to challenge your own perceptions about your gender? If you are a woman, you can really like get away with dressing like a man. But like dress like a man, draw a mustache on. You can just stand in the mirror if you're a man or woman. Just notice how you feel. Notice what it took to get there because it's hard. Even though it was fun to do this with you, Brandon... It was really grueling. Mm-hmm. 
It was grueling because we took like a way too long time. <laughs> and by uh -huh. we, I mean me. Mm -hmm. But I think it was also just a lot of mental hurdles to overcome. And I can't speak for you. I can only really speak for myself. But going into this, thinking it was going to be fun and thinking it was going to be easy, I had my world rocked. <laughs> yeah. And it's not. And so this idea that doing it for fun and it being hard makes me really appreciate the people who don't do it for fun and it's still hard. Right. So do you have the balls to take the challenge? And ladies, you can have a spiritual dick and so you can also have spiritual balls. Put them up. Send us your pictures. Talk to us. Send us voice messages. We want to know. Have a great day. And a great night. Make sure to review us on iTunes. Write a nice review and give us five stars. Make sure to subscribe and take a listen to our other podcast episodes. Give us feedback. We love to hear what you have to say. And again, have a great night.